Are you tired of the cookie cutter approach to education that's stuck in the last century? Are you seeking a win-win situation where your family thrives, your kid's education is revolutionary, and you still get to chase your own dreams? Welcome to Unschooled Unleashed. Unlock your child's genius. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, an unapologetic rebel dad and promoter of what many consider to be educational anarchy. You know the world isn't going to be won by those that just toe the line. It's the innovators, the visionaries, and the resilient spirits that are going to thrive. Our mission here is to forge those world changers within our very homes with less stress, energy, and time. Unschooled, Unleashed starts now. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Unschooled Unleashed. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, and today we're going to talk about grammar. Yes, something that's very difficult to teach when you're unschooling. Uh, so this isn't a very long, long episode. I didn't have a lot to say on it because I kind of think it just takes a long time to do. I think it's just going to be repetitive, exposing the children to good grammar. But I do have some uh, practical tips that I hope you find useful, some of which I'm doing. Others is, are just things I found on the internet as well as things that I know other people do and stuff that I just thought of. So take it for what it's worth. I hope you find this uh, episode valuable and let's dive in. All right, let's jump in. So first I want to talk in regards to grammar about language immersion in daily life. I think that the first way we should support our children's grammar is getting conversational mastery is what I'll call it. This is encouraging articulate speech through thoughtful daily conversations. Um, we also can read aloud together and a lot of parents read with their children and this is a, another way to really get great at grammar. You can select books across various genres, uh, discuss the grammatical structures that you do find in the text and maybe point out some ambiguities. I know with my children, one of the things we do is we have them write stories and then when something doesn't uh, make sense, we just ask questions. It's not judgmental, but if it doesn't make sense, we use that as a teachable moment to try and make it help them make it more clear. And uh, we're really in the early stages with my family, but this is a strategy that seems to be at least helping. <laughs> Definitely reading helps, I think, as well. Next is uh, the power of storytelling. We can create stories as a family and focus on the sentence structure during the creation of the story. Uh, you can do this with uh, maybe just kind of like a storybook or if you wanted to do a blog. We don't do any of that, but it's an idea and I'm just throwing it out there. Another great, great way to use storytelling to learn grammar is putting on plays that require script writing. And you really have to understand dialogue and format. You could also do acting and you could uh, have them write scripts for that. Um, and then act it out as kind of a play. And our kids are kind of big into that kind of stuff. Uh, really dance more so, not with this, but throwing it out there because it might help someone. One thing that my son does is he writes a weekly newsletter. And... Uh, it's really, 
kind of maybe current events uh, in his world and stuff like that, but definitely stories and stuff. And he made it into a paid subscription. So he has to make it readable and it gives him a repetitive tasks, repetitive task. It also aligns with some entrepreneurial endeavors that um, align with our goals with unschooling. And really he just came up with all this himself. So pretty proud of him. And he's been doing that on a weekly basis. So pretty cool stuff. The next way you can learn grammar without giving all the pressure is uh, using stuff that's interactive and using technology. So an example of this might be an app where you're utilizing uh, engaging grammar on apps or websites that are tailored for various uh, age groups. They even have it for adults, which is interesting. And honestly, if adults are still learning grammar and they're surviving and doing great, it kind of argues how little it matters to a point, even though I'm not saying it doesn't matter because I do think it matters. Communication is very important. But just remember they need to get to minimum competence with this in order to get by. And if it turns out to be a need, what we hope with unschooling is that they identify it and they're able to teach their self using resources and tools. And we help them with that. Uh, you can also do grammar through gaming. And uh, you can incorporate like educational videos and games to reinforce these language skills. And I think that's kind of a fun way. We're, we're not there yet, but that is an option for those that want it. Now, we do use some apps to learn grammar. And uh, my kids are always looking for ways to get on a screen. So we utilize those screens for time where, where it would be beneficial. Uh, not time to be beneficial. Uh, the, the activity would be beneficial if they're going to spend time on the screen. So that, that's one of the things that uh, has really helped us. Now, I think there's probably no better way to learn grammar than writing. So the written word, we'll call it. So this might be letter writing or maybe even pen pals. You can encourage uh, correspondence with you know friends, uh, relatives, people like that to practice writing skills. And it's uh, kind of a fun activity. You could journal or have uh, daily reflections, that kind of thing that would help them. Maybe you could even, uh, one of the things we do as a family is we have this thankful for jar. And we haven't done this yet, but it just came to me. We could actually have the children write out what they're thankful for. And uh, this requires sentence structure. So I think that's pretty good. As, as far as like grammar is concerned, you writing, I think osmosis is probably the best approach because it's going to take a long time to be able to soak up sentence structure and how it, how it works. So when they listen to you talk is one way to do that. Another way is to read and write. So when they are able to read, write, and hear you, they're going to uh, get better at grammar as well. I know one of the things we do to encourage reading and writing is we have quiet times where the kids can just read or write. And that's all they can really do. It's anything really quiet. They can do something creative as well. But most of the time they do reading. And uh, this is more of a long-term strategy. They also write as well by making stories. And, and I think it's been really effective to allow them to go into that 
uh, into that new creative endeavor where they're really just not getting the opportunity to do that otherwise because there's so many distractions, so many playful things that are loud and noisy and video games are always a, a temptation. <laughs> Another thing is when my son is telling me something, or sorry, not telling, selling me something because he likes to sell me something, sell me stuff. We, uh, and, and this might be like a, you know, a paid subscription to his newsletter or he is, uh, you know, maybe making something that he, creative that he's got to do or that he wants to do. We have him write up a contract with the subscription and grammar is very important in the legal structure of the document and we are very particular in the wording and the grammar, the grammar must make sense. So uh, that's that's another thing. And this is just like on the fly stuff that we do that, that we've done in the past. Um, you could also have the kids make Christmas cards for friends and family. I think I might've mentioned that before, but really it's any holiday uh, you can do this for. And uh, I, I think it's just kind of a fun way to, fun activity for the kids to be able to connect with other people as well as work on their sentence structure and make something memorable for other people. Another uh, thing we can do is do creative grammar projects. For example, you can do a family newspaper. You can create family and weekly like kind of publications and it doesn't even have to go out to anyone. Maybe it's just something that goes in your uh, scrap album. But something fun you could do. You could also maybe make menus and recipes if you're going to have the the kids make some food and they could you know write all this stuff down and it's just a way to engage them just like you know again with in line with a creative project that a that helps them learn grammar i know we try and make learning grammar fun we like to ask questions at the dinner table about grammar as well as doing uh, a lot of <laughs> mad libs which is the complete obvious choice if you want to learn a lot about grammar because they're just so fun and they learn the difference between nouns verbs and so on i think honestly mad libs is one of the best ways to start learning grammar so if you haven't got your young kids mad libs get them a couple of those books and do it daily at the dinner table and it, like maybe like dinner time or something they're gonna love it trust me as, as long as they're uh, on the younger side like before preteen. Um, moving on, we could do just uh, kind of grammar activities. Uh, I don't know what else to call that, but an example of that might be a scavenger hunt for grammar. You know, organizing these hunts for uh, grammatical concepts in public spaces or libraries or parks or something like that. Like, for example, maybe finding a sign that uh, can be taken two different ways, like <laughs> uh, caution pedestrians slippery when wet. <laughs> I saw this one when I, when I was uh, searching for incorrect, uh, you know, grammatically ambiguous signs. It's like caution pedestrians slippery when wet. You know, it could be read one way: caution pedestrians slippery when wet, or it could be caution pedestrians slippery when wet. You know. Something funny, something entertaining. Just throwing it out there. Hard to find that stuff, but you know, maybe if it's an ongoing game, you could uh, definitely make that work. 
Uh, you could even take it to the grocery store, identifying uh, grammar on packaging and signs and maybe asking questions about you know, why they might have said it that way, use that grammar in a sense. I know we model correct grammar with our speech and, and when we read stuff to them out there in the world, like say at the grocery store, we're, we're going to build the framework, but we can also read it wrong and make it kind of entertaining. Uh, I know I like to mess with my kids that in that way. So just another uh, thing to throw out there. Another thing you could do is uh, mentorship and workshops. And you always have this opportunity, but participating in writing workshops or sessions with authors and editors, really just having them dive into those kind of creative, pro creative projects where they have to learn grammar. Really, when you, when you focus on these uh, workshops, I know, I know I took an English class that really helped me build a framework for this. You want to focus on mastery. That's really what you want to do. Because if you can get to the level of mastery with your grammar, then you're learning a ton. Odd, odd story. When I transferred schools, and I ended up having to retake my original English class, my first English class. It was like a basic English class. Even though I'd already past uh the the next english class like you know it's like i got a c in a c plus in english one in english two i got an a so i didn't have to retake english two but i had to redo english one since i transferred to the school and english was like the first class i took and i didn't do very well my first year in college because i didn't take it as seriously as i should have but I went back in as a senior with all these freshmen, or maybe I was a junior, I can't remember. Either way, I was older than everybody else. And uh, this teacher was super engaging. It was actually one of the best classes I, I, I took outside of uh, my uh, program that was teaching me how to, you know, it was a healthcare program. Anyways, they, he had us write one paper, and that's it. There was no additional papers there was nothing and he told us in the beginning us on the first day you're only going to write one paper and that's it but we did revisions along the way and then we'd flip it and we'd learn how to do interesting things with the story itself uh like taking the the first paragraph and the last paragraph and just flipping them and, and just crazy techniques like that and then using uh all these strategies and my point is we, we, we learned how to master using some of these skills, which allowed me to write papers more effectively in the future, or just writing in general. One of the best classes I, I think I've ever taken. As far as teaching grammar, we, we really personally take a long-term approach to teaching that grammar. We know it won't happen overnight, so we don't pressure them too much to learn it. Uh, one of the listeners reached out and said, hey, you focus a lot on math. Why don't you focus a little bit on grammar because, uh, you know, that's important too. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, math is something that I'm good at, so I like to focus on it. Uh, grammar is something that auto-corrects on my phone, so I haven't paid as much of attention to it. <laughs> but I think it's really also because I believe it's an osmosis thing. I mean, my kids still uh, speak incorrectly, you know, like they say, that's, uh, I don't know, they put an extra S on something and they, they shouldn't. That's totally fine. They're going to grow out of it. 
So I don't put too much pressure on them. So take home message at the end of this is don't stress. Again, there's dictation on our devices and that removes the necessity of learning great grammar right now. There's a whole bunch of programs out there that help you correct this. AI is increasingly making this so much easier. We can just spit out something into ChatGPT and uh, it'll spit it back in clear and concise language and grammatically correct. So long story short, and really just our closing thoughts is don't stress, grammar will come. Learning grammar happens over time, so you just got to keep the kids engaged, get them reading, get them writing, and it will come. And with that, I think we'll end the episode. So stay curious, stay unschooled, and stay away from the algebra nightmares. Catch you in the next episode. Parents, are you terrified your unschooled child isn't learning enough? Or are you a homeschooling veteran eager to level up by incorporating in unschooling principles? Maybe you're newly venturing into homeschooling and already doubting your decision. Whatever the stage, overwhelm is real, but it doesn't have to be. I'm Matthew Jarecki from Unschooled Unleashed, and I've got huge news. I'm thrilled to introduce Homeschool Rescue, Unschooled Unleashed's signature coaching package. Whether you're all in on unschooling or just dipping a toe, this tailored coaching package is your roadmap to a confident and thriving education no matter how hectic life gets. Bold moves make bright futures. Join our Homeschool Rescue coaching program through the link in the description and set your child's genius free. So here's where we roll up our sleeves and bring out the big guns. If you support our mission, then please leave a review. On Unschooled Unleashed, we are talking about using a radical approach to education in today's world. And the more five-star reviews we have, the more people will feel comfortable with the ideas, strategies, and principles we discuss. It gives legitimacy to our message and the podcast's algorithm prioritizes us so we can reach more people. You may even have your five-star review read on our podcast. Before I let you go, I have to pause and say this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Your presence here is the fuel that ignites this movement. I am incredibly moved that you trust in us enough to click play. You, my friends, are the caped heroes in this story, the guardians of your family's learning journey, and a beacon of hope for your community. Be bold. Do what you think is best for you and your family. Thanks again for tuning in and taking this courageously outside of the box for this educational revolution. Welcome to the front line.